Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Pastor Benny Tate. Benny is a husband, father, author, and senior pastor of Rock Springs Church in Milner, Georgia for over 30 years. Today, Benny will talk to us about his new book, Defy the Odds, and how, with God, you can overcome any obstacle that you may face in this life. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages, and I'm your host for these podcasts where we talk about leadership with amazing pastors, ministry leaders, men of God, women of God, people who are making a difference for the kingdom here in this world. And today, we have the privilege of sitting down with Pastor Benny Tate. Pastor Benny, what a privilege and an honor for us here at Avail and our audience to connect with you. How does it feel to be on the Avail podcast? Virgil, I have so been looking forward to this. Sam Chan has been a longtime friend of mine, and I've just been looking forward to being with you. And just uh, this is a great, great day for me. <laughs> well, hey, the feeling is mutual. I know that our, our Avail audience is going to be leaning in and, and learning. I, I love having conversations like this where we get to talk leadership. We get to talk about what's on your heart as a pastor with, with over three decades of uh, true real life pastoring experience in uh, uh, in interesting places and circumstances like what you're going to share with us. I think this is going to be fun. Before we jump into this conversation, your new book, your newest book, Defy the Odds. I want to I want to give our Avail audience a little bit of a feel about who is Pastor Benny Tate. Can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Yes, you know what, uh, Amos Amos in the Bible said, "I was not a prophet, nor was I the son of a prophet." I Certainly wasn't raised up to be a preacher. I was uh, grew up very dysfunctionally, very unchurched, and it's amazing. I talk about in the book "Defy the Odds" what God can do with just a just a life that you know a life placed in the hands of God. It's amazing what He can do, and I feel like my life is a testimony of that. I feel like I feel like I did have the odds stacked against me, but I remind people, Virgil, that if God be for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. And here's what here's what I would think a lot of people fail to realize. God is for you. Hmm. God is for you. I, I want our listeners, I want our pastors, I want I want everybody out there to know that God is not against you. God is for you. Hmm. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And it was a great day in my life when I realized that. And I can defy the odds through the Lord. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna in a moment, kind of get into um, the heart of this book. But I know one thing that I think is going to help a lot of pastors and leaders out there uh, is the fact that uh, where God took, where God sent you, where God has had you is not necessarily a big city. It's not necessarily a, a metropolis. It's not necessarily a melting pot of, you know, a huge population. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I pastor in a place called Milner, Georgia. Now, you got to keep in mind the population in Milner is 800 people, so the zip code is E I E I O. I mean, we're just kind of, <laughs> we're just, we're just kind of, we're kind of out here. But what I would encourage Booker T. Washington made a statement, Virgil. He mm-hmm. said, uh, he said, you can't judge a person's success by what they accomplish in life. 
but rather by the obstacles they overcome to accomplish whatever wow. they accomplish. And, uh, you know, I just want people and pastors to realize I do pastor in Milner, Georgia, and there's not a lot of people, but God has done a tremendous, tremendous work. And right, right where you're at, right where you're at, you know, 92% of the churches in America are 250 or under. Right. 92%, 250 or under. And I just want pastors that, you know, to realize that every place is important. And God sent me to a little place called Milner, Georgia. Mm. And, and and God has done some God some, has done some tremendous, tremendous things here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think I think that's a good segue right into talking about your book. So so your book is is defy the odds. And and I love, I love the title because I think it's something that catches all of our attention. <laughs> defy the odds, how God can use your past to shape your future. Why don't you share with us a little bit the inspiration behind this book? What's the heart? You know, why did you write this book? Well, here's why I wrote the book. I would uh, travel and I would preach and I would tell my story. And many people would say to me, Pastor Benny, that needs to be in a book form. I would talk about things, Virgil, about, you know, the fact that, you know, that my mother was a young girl. She was just a, she was just a young girl and she spent one, one or two nights with a man and, and, uh, she was with child. She Hmm. said to that, she said to that man, I'm with child. Well, when she told him that she was with child, he left, he Hmm. left here. My mother was with about a sixth grade education, sixth grade education. She had me in her belly. She Hmm. had my sister. She had no resources. She had nowhere to go. She started dating a man. And one day that man said to her, uh, come go with me. And she said, we went to a medical facility. She said it was dark. It was dirty. It was drabby. But she said it was a medical facility. And she said that, uh, she said to that man, what are we doing here? And he said, we're going to take care of that baby that's in your belly. Wow. We're going to take care of that baby. And my mother said, I ran out of that facility and I started crying. And I said, nobody's going to kill my baby. Nobody's going to kill my baby. I want everybody to understand there are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. Mm. That God's got a plan for every life. And here my mother was and she had a, she had this baby and had my sister who would be four years older than me. And she took me to a lady and she said, well, you help me with this child. This, this lady was just an older Pentecostal lady. Hmm. And uh, she said, I'll help you with him. And the lady said, what's his name? And mama said, his name's Vincent. And she said, I can't pronounce Vincent. I want to call him Benny. <laughs> that Pentecostal lady, Virgil, would she would anoint me with oil and she would pray wow. over me. And she would say, you know, God, you've got a plan. You've got a purpose for this life. you I, I just sense she she was. I just sense this baby is going to be a man of God. I just sense you're going to use his life, and and uh, and God has used my life. It was interesting that my mother eventually showed back up with that man, and that man for many years was my stepfather. And Virgil, on a regular basis, he would remind me that I was ignorant. Hmm. He would remind me that I was illegitimate. He would tell me that I would never amount to anything. Hmm. Physically, he was physically abusive, and he would beat my mother. And he, while he was beating my mother, he would say things like, uh, 
when I get through beating your face, no man will ever look at you. You'll never get another man after I get through beating your face up. Mm. That's the environment, Virgil, that uh, that I grew up. So when I say I wasn't groomed, I wasn't groomed for ministry. Mm. In no way was I groomed for ministry. We uh, we probably left, Virgil, we probably left 15 times, but we would always go back. He would chase us down. We would always go back. And finally said to my mother, why did we always go back, Mama? She said, well, I only had a sixth-grade education. I didn't feel like I could provide for you. Didn't feel like I could. So we'd go back to the same situation. See, your passion comes out of your pain, Virgil. Yeah. And that's that's why I started Melba's Manor years ago, a maternity home for young girls. That's why I started a ministry called the Potter's House for women that battle drugs and alcohol and are on the streets or in prison and they have nowhere else to go. Hmm. Because, see, your your passion many times comes out of your pain. And my pain in life yeah. has been the passageway to many, many ministries that have started. Eventually, we we did leave for good. I talk about it in the book, Defy the Odds, and but life wasn't much better. We uh we lived basically anywhere we could. We lived whether it was a, a tavern, a nightclub, we it, it was just a difficult life, and my mother reached the point that uh, she decided life wasn't worth living. Wow, life just wasn't worth living. Put a pistol in her pocketbook. I don't want to. I don't want to keep going on, Virgil. But she put a pistol in her pocketbook and went to her first cousin's house and said, uh, "Can I spend the night with you? Planning to do it there rather than at our house." And that first cousin said, "You can spend the night." but I'm not the person that you used to party and carouse with. I've given my life to Christ. And more than anything, you need to give your life to Christ. Mm. I've said a thousand times, Virgil, the place where my mother went to end her life, she found life and life more abundantly, brother. <laughs> and Jesus Christ changed her life. And uh, that was the that would have been the transformational point in our family's life when my mother came to Christ. And what I'm saying to people in the book, Defy the Odds, that's just, listen, I hit it fast, but that's just a, just a slim portion of the book. But it really says, no matter what your situation, you can defy the odds. You can overcome. You can, you can, you are the head and not the tail. Mm-hmm. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I just want everybody listening today, today to realize that you mm-hmm. can defy the odds. Because I'm not an anthropologist, but I know everybody that's listening has odds stacked against them. And sometimes they feel like, I just can't win. But I want you to know, yes, you can. I want you to know you can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth you. You can overcome. Yeah, that's good. You know, as I'm hearing you talk, I I can't help but think that so many people, by the way, called by God, don't have a perfect past, right? Uh, I think there's this tendency, this human, natural human tendency that we have sometimes to feel I'm not worthy. I'm not qualified. uh, I'm not, I'm not built for this. Um, And, you know, I think that's maybe a strategy that the enemy enemy might use to try to stop us from, you know, our potential. Would you say from your experience in pastoring and and maybe even leading and encouraging other pastors, would you say that this is a significant obstacle for many leaders and pastors where 
where their past is kind of limiting their their present and future? I, exactly. I, I see it all the time. But what I would want pastors to realize is God can use that past. There's so many, you know, God uses the experience of experiences of your life. You know, if you take that little word shape to determine, you know, what you're supposed to do in life, you know, the S stands for spiritual gift and spiritual gifts and the H stands for a heart and your, you know, your, your A stands for ability and P stands for personality. And of course that E stands for experiences to get the, the right shape, you, God uses those experiences in your life, uh, and he wants to use those to help people. See, God wants to take our pain. The scripture says he comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort, comfort. others. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, pastor in the same church now for 33 years, uh, God's used my pain far more than he has my successes. He, he, he's used the heartache. He's used the he's used the disappointment far more than he's he's used the successes mm. to minister to people and to help people. Yeah, I found I found isn't that isn't that interesting um, as pastors and teachers and leaders? Isn't it interesting that people seem to feel more connected through our pains and challenges as opposed to us sharing our victories and our you know and our conquests in life? Um, I think. I think um, even what I think back um, generationally, sometimes some some pastors, kind of like my father, and he'll share it with me sometimes, uh, would talk a lot about victories, and this is how it should be. But there's something powerful when when we share with people our our pain, when in vulnerability. I think it I think it opens up a door for people to feel like, oh, this pastor, this leader, they're not high above me. They're they're like me, and if God did something in their life. Maybe God can do something in, in my life. Um, that's powerful. Virgil, I totally agree. Look, if communication, if the word communication comes from the Latin word communis, which means common ground, common ground. If we're going to communicate with people, we've got to get on common ground. And mm-hmm. look, you know, if you want to, if you want to impress people, uh, talk about your successes. If you mm-hmm. want to impact people, talk about your failures. Talk about the fact that you have feet of clay. Brother Virgil, many times what I've learned about leaders is we're very mm-hmm. comfortable talking about the failures of the people of the Bible. Yeah. We're, 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 very, we're very comfortable talking about the failures, but we're not real comfortable talking about our failures. Yeah. We're not. I, I tell senior leaders, you know, even with your staff, you know, even with your staff, if you can talk about your weaknesses, if you yep. can talk about the fact— you know, the, the, the best of men are men at best, and I often say there's so much bad in the best of us, and there's so much good in the worst of us, it hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. <laughs> I, I've found that when I'm real transparent with my staff, it creates vulnerability, it creates openness, it allows them to be transparent. And, and here here's what leaders are listening to me today. Some are listening and they're thinking, but 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 I could never... I could never share my my weakness. Here's something I'd say to you, leader. The people that are close to you, they already know your weaknesses. (laughs) Yep. I can assure you, they already know your weaknesses. And it creates credibility. It creates trust with them when you're open, open, honest and open enough 
just to share, this is a weak area in my life, a weak area in my life. And, you know, I, I found it to be very helpful. Again, I've ministered out of my pain. I, I, I train. I, I do a lot of time training. I do a lot of spend a mm. lot of time training pastors. And, uh, you know, I just, I just encourage pastors just to, just to be transparent. Talk about your weaknesses. That, that will connect. That will connect far more than anything else. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, one of the titles uh, of the chapters in your book is Life is a Marathon, Not a Sprint. Um, speaking as, as, as a pastor's son who eventually took over, uh, the church that my parents planted 30 years ago, I remember early on in the process, I kind of wished that everything would be a sprint. And I kind of thought that's how it would be. Talk to us a little bit about, about this chapter and and this concept. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Well, what I would say, you know, I would say to the listeners today is, is start small and think tall. You know, in ministry, in ministry, you're going to have more maintenance days than you are magnificent days. Uh-huh. You're going to have more just just re- regular maintenance days. You're going to have some magnificent days, but most of your days are going to be maintenance days. You know, in the scripture, in the book of Exodus, he he God talked to the people and he said, I'm going to give you this little by little. Little by little, you're, you're, you're going to have breakthroughs in your ministry. Certainly, I believe in breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned, most of what God is going to do in your life, he's going to do little by little. So what I would say, Virgil, if you do what you can with what you have, where you are, God won't leave you where you are, and he'll increase what you have. Just little by little, be faithful, and I promise you, it will compound. I can say that from being the pastor of uh, better than three decades. If you will just get up each day, you know, get up each day, little by little. Yeah, it's amazing what God will do. And and you've got to think you you you've got to think in long term. You can't you know you can't think in short term. You've got to think in long term. I was taught as a young minister to not go to a church unless you can envision giving, giving the rest of your life there. Wow. Don't go to church if you can't envision giving the rest of your life there. And uh, I found it to be good advice. Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the Avail Journal. After all, each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey. When you sign up for a free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, you'll enjoy interviews, articles, resources, and much more. For more information and to get subscribed today, visit availjournal.com. Yeah, that is good advice. Um, as you, I, I know that one of the reasons you write a book like Defy the Odds is because you want to help, you want to encourage, you want to, you know, give a, a an encouraging, you know, push and support to so many people in in what helped you. Um, as you look at the, as you look at the landscape of the future of the church and young leaders, I have a two part question. Okay, the first part is. What what worries you? What concerns you as you look at a younger generation of leaders and kind of where the church is headed? And then on the other side, on the backside after that, I want you to talk about what encourages you and excites you about it, the future. Well, you know, what 
I, I really think uh, I think many young leaders don't understand uh, the different dimensions of leadership. I think that that many young leaders have to understand the most important dimension of leadership is inward leadership. Mm. And what I'm talking about, the most difficult person that you'll ever lead is yourself. <laughs> and the first, the, the most important aspect of leadership simply is inward leadership. I'm talking about, and, and the word there, look here, the, the word there, Virgil, is discipline. I told my staff this week, I said, always remember, discipline is the gift that the leader gives to him or herself. Nice. Discipline is the gift that the leader gives to him or herself. And so the first dimension that of, of leadership is, is inward leadership. Mark chapter 3, verse 14 says this, that, Jesus ordained the 12 that they might be with him. And then he sent forth them to preach and teach and cast out devils and heal. But the first thing he did, he ordained the 12 that they might be with him. Good. When you, when you talk about my greatest concern today, my greatest concern is the average leader in America spends four minutes a day in private devotion. Wow. The average leader in America spends four minutes a day in private devotion. God can't do something through us if he's not doing something in us. I remember studying one time about David and David going up against the giant, and everybody listening knows that story. But he said something when he went up against that giant. He said, the Lord delivered me out of a paw of a lion, the paw of a bear. He's going to deliver this giant. Yeah. And God, God spoke to my heart, and he said, where was he at when he delivered him out of the paw of a lion, paw of a bear? He said, he was alone, just me and him. He, he was in the field. He was alone, just me and him. And it was like God spoke to my heart, Virgil, and he said, Benny, you'll never be any more for me in public than you are for me in private. That's good. And so I would just challenge, I would say to that young leader, you know, hey, grow yourself. Grow Grow yourself, lead yourself, make sure you're spending ample time in personal growth and personal development. Because it, it, as we know this, the organization, the organization doesn't grow around the leader. The organization grows under the leader. And if that leader is not growing and that leader is not developing, that leader is not getting better. You know, uh, everybody wins when the leader gets better. And so, uh, so my, my biggest concern would be, I, I think many times we, we move, we move past dimension, that dimension, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. What excites you and encourages you when you look at the horizon of, of young leaders and the future of the church? I'll tell you what encourages me. It, it seems to me like we have reached the point that we, we've moved past, you know, uh, I came along leading at a time when, you know, denomination really mattered. You know, you had, Hey, I'm a part of this tribe and I'm yeah. a part of that tribe. You know, re, re, it, we were, we, we were, we had territory that we had to, we had to represent our territory. Yeah. What really, what I've found about the younger generation, they really don't care about that. <laughs> they, they, they really don't care. They, they want to make a significant difference with their lives. 
I'll, I'll tell you, young leaders seem to be, young leaders today seem to be very much kingdom-minded. Yeah. I'm encouraging the fact that they're kingdom. They they want to make a difference for God's kingdom. They 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 want to be involved in something. They want to make a difference with people that are making a difference. So that would be that would be my that would be my great encouragement. Yeah, that's good. That's a good word. Um, um, one of the one of the chapters of your book talks about um, pray miracle prayers. Uh, that catches my attention, even 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 in the season that that we're experiencing at our church here in South Florida Vertical Church and some of the some of the miracles we're believing God for. But talk to us a little bit about that. Pray miracle prayers. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't always pray miracle prayers. My wife and I started out in, in ministry and my wife had seizures. She would have eight or ten seizures a day. Wow. Yes, Virgil, she I talk about it in the book, Defy the Odds. She had a scar on her brain. And mm. she she went to the Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic said the surg it would be too delicate to touch wow. surgically. And so she'll always have the seizures. She'll just need to take the medication. She'll need to take she'll need to take, I think it was about, I don't know, 14, 15 pills a day she would take wow. because she was seriously sick. Uh she's not going to get better. Da da da. Long story short, my wife told me, she said, I don't have to take that medicine anymore. God has healed me. I wow. knew I I knew Virgil that everywhere we would go, my wife would pray. I would wake up during the night. She would be at the foot of the bed. She would be praying. She would be asking for healing. She was. She said, "I I just believe the Lord's touched me." Uh, Virgil, I didn't have the faith I should have had. Wow. And I said, uh, "Barbara, I want you to keep taking the medicine." Finally, I made a deal with God. As bad as it sounds, I made a deal with God, and I said, "God, I tell you what." Barbara don't have to take the medicine on weekends because I know how to cuff my hand over her nose and mouth and get her out of the seizures. Uh, she don't have to take the medication on weekends. And God spoke to my heart, and he said, uh, Son, what can you do that I can't do? Huh. And it was, ouch. You know, sometimes God's word, words bless your heart, and sometimes they bust your hide. It was, ouch. And I got in my vehicle, and I drove home. I talk about it in the book, and I say, Barbara, hmm. you don't ever have to take the medicine anymore. Hmm. Virgil, that's been better than 30 years ago. Wow. She's never had a seizure. Wow. And what God was building in my heart, God was building in my heart faith. God was showing me that he can do great things. Hmm. And that's why we've been able to start out with about 25 people and Sunday now we'll have over seven thousand. Unbelievable! I mean, there's buildings. We're buildings after buildings after buildings. I've, I've 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 constantly, I've constantly been in a. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Constantly been in a a building program because of of what God's done, Virgil. It's just it's it's just been amazing and. And, and and what what I guess I want the listeners to, to understand is just just from a common ordinary guy, you know, Abraham Lincoln said God must love common people because he made so many of them. And I'm just <laughs> that I'm just that common ordinary guy. But but uh, you know, David said I want to kill that giant that all the world may know there's a God in Israel, and God wants to use our lives that all the world may know. God wants to use our lives that all the world may know. I, I found out that uh, God will share his power with me 
for every listener out there, God will share his power with you. Hmm. God will, but God will not share his glory with you, and God will not share his glory with me or Virgil. He will mm-hmm. share his power. And yeah. if, we, if we give God the glory, I believe he will give us his power. I'm sorry I got preachy, Virgil. <laughs> Preach it, baby. <laughs> Amen. Hey, you know, I, I want to, the Lord just put something in my heart for the end of our talk, which is coming up soon. And I really want, I, I, wanna, I want you to pray for pastors and leaders who maybe have some miracle prayers that they don't even know they have to pray. We're going to get to that because I want to, I want to close off on that. Lord, just put that on my heart. But, but the first thing I want to do right now, I want to help people find out how they can get this book. <laughs> Your book, yes. Defy the Odds, um, is a book that's going to help. It's going to build faith. Uh, it's going to encourage. There's a lot of there's a lot of leadership and life principles from your from your life and your ministry uh, that that the Lord just put in your heart to pour out for us. So, uh, where can people find the book? First of all, they can go to Amazon or anywhere books are sold, and they can get the book Defy the Odds. But also, you can contact us at rockspringsonline.com, rockspringsonline. Why I'm so big on the, on the book, Virgil, is yeah. I, I tell my story. I tell the church story. I tell some stories about people in the church, but I quick, quickly move to principles for how people can defy the odds. Yeah. Because, see, the principles you live by will determine the world that you live in. And mm. so we, 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 we talk about... What are the principles for defying the odds? And uh, it's just, it's a real, you know, it's a real encouraging, edifying book. And I truly believe in this day, that's what people need. Yeah, that's good. So you heard it, everybody. You can go to Pastor Benny's uh, church website, rockspringsonline.com. You could find the book, Defy the Odds by Benny Tate on uh, Amazon and everywhere, everywhere books are sold. You can also connect with Pastor Benny uh, on social media. I believe it's Pastor Benny Tate on social media, right? It is Pastor Benny Tate. Yeah, people can connect there as well. I want to mention, uh, before we go to that final prayer moment, I think it's going to be a powerful moment. I want to mention uh, our Avail Journal. If you're listening right now or watching this podcast, the Avail Journal is a quarterly leadership magazine that comes out. Uh, <clears throat> our Avail team puts a lot of energy and effort. It's a, it's a beautiful journal. It's, it's full of amazing content. Uh, by the way, in the most recent uh, edition here, uh, beginning of 2023, there is an article by the one and the only, Pastor Benny Tate, entitled Power to Persist. I love this article, which, which was inspired by the book, Defy the Odds. Um, here, here, here we see it there <laughs> for those who are watching the video. Um, um, if you haven't yet subscribed to the avail journal, you can get a free annual subscription. That means the first four are on us. Just go to availjournal.com. Would you agree, Pastor Benny, that uh, having resources helps you in your leadership? Let me tell you something. Charles Tremendous Jones said, you tell me who you're associating with and what you're reading, and I'll tell you where you'll be five years from now. Leaders are readers. Now, I didn't say all readers are leaders, but leaders are readers. And let me yeah. tell you, I look forward every month to the Avail <laughs> Journal. I mean, listen you you're you're getting you're getting content. You're getting you're yeah. getting information. You know, you're getting inspiration. It it is mm-hmm. tremendous. Yeah. Talk to us about. Um, Power to persist, three keys for achieving the impossible. I know this was inspired, you know, from your book, Defy the Odds, but talk to us a little bit about the article. 
Well, again, I, I just took it back to the fact that I think many times people give up too quickly. They, they, yeah. they, they, they give up too quickly that if the, you, if you were just, if you will just stay in the fight and just be persistent, yeah. it's amazing. I think many times when people are getting ready to quit, it breaks my heart to hear that 1,700 pastors every month are walking away from ministry. Wow. 1,700 pastors every month. And we're desperately, we, we need those men and women. I mean, I, I believe we're certainly in the evening time, and it's no time to quit. It's time to dig in. God's got to... God's got a plan. Yeah, that's good. I really felt in my heart, Pastor Benny, that this is going to be a great opportunity right now for you to just uh, speak to and pray uh, over pastors and leaders who need some miracle prayers um, in their lives right now. And, and I don't know if you want to maybe allude to or mention a couple of miracle prayers that you think might be out there right now that some leaders and some pastors might have. But can you do that? What yes, I would. What I'd like to say to those pastors, every pastor, every leader that's listening. First of all, I want to say to you, don't take your identity in the size of your church. Don't hmm. take your identity in the size of your church. That's good. Not every pastor is called to be a mega church pastor. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that. That hey, Noah preached 120 years and only got eight on the ark, but I don't <laughs> think he was a failure. You. Yeah, You know, I fly, I, I preach a lot. I preach a lot. I go a lot of different places. And sometimes I'll go up to Atlanta and I'll get on a, a large Delta plane. But, you know, sometimes I'll just travel right out of here. I've got some businessmen in the church who have planes and I may get on a small plane. Sometimes I get on a plane and I've got two pilots in my church who will fly me. Pilots, they will literally, I'll be sitting in the back. They're up in the cockpits, just us. But you know what I've learned? No matter if it's a large plane at Hartsville Airport or if it's a small plane, it doesn't lessen the importance of the pilot. Mm. What I want to say to the pastor, you keep flying. You keep, you, you keep, you keep doing what you do. You keep preaching. Yeah. You keep serving. Listen, you are vitally important. In this yeah. day, we desperately, desperately need you. And I want you to know, never underestimate what God may want to do with your life. Mm. Never underestimate. Uh, I asked Tommy Barnett one time, I said, Tommy, uh, do you have any regrets? He said, oh, yes. He said, Brother Benny, he said, I wish I'd dream bigger. I said, dream bigger. (laughs) I said, come on, Tommy, dream bigger. He said, no, no. He said, Benny, you've got to understand. Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. He said, if, if I dream bigger, I could have accomplished more. I'm just saying to pastors that are listening to me today, you dream big. You dream yes. big. You, you, you believe God for big things. You believe that, yes. that, you know, that the people that do know their God shall be strong <laughs> and do exploits. You, you, you believe that, that listen, God's going to give you houses you didn't build. He's going to give you wells you didn't dig. Uh-huh. Uh, the goodness and mercy of God's going to follow you all the days of your life. You're planted in the house of the Lord. You're going to flourish in your latter days. Your best days. Let me, let me tell you something, Pastor. Your best days, your best days are not behind you. Your Come best on. days are out in front of you. You said, mm. Pastor Benny, what, what do you mean that my best days are out in front of me? Well, let me give you something to think about. When Jesus was here, there was only about 250 million people here. Today, 7 billion people 
What a greater population. You've got a greater population to reach people for Jesus. Mm. Let me tell you something else. Not only do you have a greater population, you've got greater technology. Because of technology, I'm with you today. Yep. The technology. Listen, embrace the technology. Use it. Use Mm. it for Christ and the cause of Christ. And then lastly, Pastor, a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Because remember, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh. Yep. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. By the way, I'm still seeing visions. Uh, And your young (laughs) men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. I just want you to know, Pastor, listen, don't, don't you retire. You refire. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. God uses the unlikely, and leaders, God wants to use you. Woo! Come on. Drop the mic, hashtag, preach it, all fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what I wanted you to do, Pastor. Just, just, I love that. Don't retire, refire. Somebody need to hear that today on this podcast. God is with you. You are not alone. If he is with you and if he is for you, who could be against you? Let's do this. Let's, let's expand the kingdom for God's for God's glory and for Christ's sake. Let's do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Pastor Benny, on behalf of... Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, our Avail leadership team. We just want to say we're thankful for your life. We honor you uh, for your years and your your leadership and and all that you're doing for the kingdom and all that you have ahead of you. Thank you for your heart. Well, it's my privilege. I'm honored to be partners with Sam Chand with Avail. What a tremendous, tremendous group of people. Yeah, we're thankful for you, Pastor Benny. Hey, as you're leaning into this podcast, we hope you've been encouraged uh, by Pastor Benny's story, by his new book, Defy the Odds. you got to get it wherever books are sold. You can also visit their church website, rockspringsonline.com. As always, I'm your host here on Avail, Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. And remember, God's not done with you. He wants to do some more. You heard it from Pastor Benny Tate. You heard it from Virgil Sierra. You heard it right here on Avail. And we can't wait to catch you next time right here on the Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Benny Tate. You can find out more about Benny on social media and by going to rockspringsonline.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com and make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. Also, if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.